What are you talking about? Hell no. Uh uh-uh, uh, that ain't gonna fly. Facts, homie. Straight facts. I just wanna keep it real. It's all I know. Fake news? Uh uh-uh. uh. Why would you do that? Exactly where did you get that from? Nah, can't believe it. Man, you gotta come with some papers. You got to show papers on that. This is it, man. This is the start. This is the start. Yeah, man, this is how it's gonna start. It, yes, man, real spiel. This is how it's gonna start. The show starts. Huh? Yes, man, the intro. Real spiel. Real spiel. Yes, real. Yes, yes, real indeed. Appreciate y'all for being with me, listening to the podcast. Got a real one on the phone right now, going over some of the Fair Play Act and his perspective as a college athlete and some other things that have been shaking up uh, the landscape of professional sports. If y'all would be so kind to leave a review on whatever platform it is you're listening, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, whatever it may be. It is Thursday, October 3rd, so whatever point in the day it is you're listening, morning, afternoon, evening, or night, doesn't matter. That's the time it's being put on wax. Got my boy Javon mentioned here with me, former GSU Eagle. Yo, yo, what it do, what it does. Nothing much, bro. We're just talking about the ebb and flow of PC culture and how things have changed so much. I saw uh, uh, Vontez Burfitt out of the league now, bro. I remember when uh, Albert Hainsworth stepped on a nigga. He stepped on somebody on on camera. Sue did the same thing. Sue did the same thing. He stepped on a quarterback. Same thing. Yeah. I remember when he was known for just slamming quarterbacks on their neck. Yeah. That dude just ran a pickback for the Bucks last week. So For sure. It's crazy how much things have changed. You know, I'm this all started with James Harrison. I'm a huge Steelers fan. Long time. James oh, Harrison was known for taking people. I remember he killed Colt McCoy almost at one time. I remember that game. Yep. And then he Colt, Colt has not been the same since. Is exactly. he still in the league? Colt McCoy's still in the league. He backs up somebody in Washington, I think. He got hurt in Washington last year, didn't he? He got he's, hurt. Uh, got hit again. So it's bad luck for him. He stays hurt. I mean, he, he got hurt in the national championship game Remember against Alabama. Yeah, he did against Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. Uh, Texas, right? Yep, yep. Uh, Texas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got hurt and he got put out. Yeah, six foot quarterbacks don't usually do well in the NFL unless they're Gardner Minshew, the stash. But uh, fucking Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson MVP season this year. He's balling. Yeah. yeah. They play He's tonight. all they got. He's all they got. And I, and I was talking to uh, my godbrother about that. I was talking to Keith about that. And it's like, the Seahawks, where where would you think they'll be without Russell right now? <laughs> Nowhere. That's why he's the highest paid quarterback in the league this year. He's making like $32 oh million. Dollars. He's, he's running for his life every play and just throwing that bitch up. He's, he's completing it. So you got to give him credit. He's got eight touchdowns, no picks, like 1,200 yards, and a 72% completion percentage. Man, he's completed ninety yeah. passes of like hundred forty or something like that through however many games they play. So yeah, uh, quarter season report for the Seahawks look good. Yeah, he deserved that cash. He deserved that cash. Some, especially some, uh, some, some ammo to throw back at future. You know, in future, like bitch, I make more money than Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah, you got more money than me now, future. <laughs> yeah, you got more money than Russ, though, Daddy Russ. Me now, future. <laughs> Daddy Russ. I love how he trolls, too. Like, some of those Instagram posts where you know, yeah. like, he got a photographer to come in special from, like, some hip-hop video shoot. He's like, yeah. Like, the drip one? Like, yeah. the drip one you sent me? Like, he's walking to his car, like, a corny and like, drip. Yeah. He knows what time it is. Yeah. Looking like somebody's daddy for real. 
But nah, I mean, with the whole with the whole PC culture coming into football, man, I, it's hard right now because football. I, I think people fail to realize football is a violent sport. It's it's a violent game. Like your your whole goal is to impose your will and impose your intimidation factor on that under other individual. Like I'm here to hurt you. So a guy like Vontez Burford, who's I mean, he's a grown-ass man now, so he's been raised to, I'm knocking dudes' heads off. Like, I made it to the lead, knocking dudes' heads off. So, to, like, to change that way of play or just, I guess, to change that that that, that memory, mm-hmm. you know, that muscle memory, that would be hard. That would be hard. I remember I when he was supposed to go to USC with Matt Barkley, and because Matt Barkley called him a dirty player when they were 17, he oh, decommitted shit. from USC and went to Arizona State. So, he's... Yeah. He didn't have that. He's had this reputation since he was 15 years old, and it was a five-star linebacker. Yeah, so yeah. like you say, muscle yeah. memory, taught to play a certain way, conditioned, whatever the case is. You know, I mean, the, the fact that he ran off the field blowing kisses didn't help his case. But I don't. Yeah, think he, he was blowing kisses, smiling. He looked crazy. Yeah, I don't think he should be put out of the league, though. It's too nah, huge. Nah. Uh, what, uh, Donovan Smith, the offensive tackle for the Buccaneers, they showed a clip of him. Smoked his ass, boy. Smoked. Like that, 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 that hit he did on um, your Marcus boy. Uh, yeah, Marcus Peters. They didn't call that, and that's what I'm saying. It's more so like we're in the phase right now where we're still trying to figure things out. Like we're just learning off of okay, what not to do or what to do. But it's it's, it's unfortunate that certain players have to be you know an example of that. Yeah, you know, we always been there. And that just that just sucks when you have to be in that in that situation. Yeah, collateral damage of the the culture changing. Because, I mean, like we said, we remember a time where dudes would still be in the league for way, way worse stuff. Greg yeah. Hardy. I mean, you talk about yeah. stuff off the field. If it's not on camera, it pretty much didn't happen. And with shit, this stuff on the field, I mean, I don't understand. But I appreciate yeah. how these superstars are using this leverage they have now to sort of get up out of these shitty teams. Like I see Stefan Diggs talk about, you know, trying to get up out of Minnesota because they basically threw in the towel on this season like the Dolphins. Uh, uh, what's his face? Kirk Cousins. I didn't realize he's making thirty million dollars this year to be as trash as he is. Yeah, Kirk made it, bro. Kirk had a serious deal from the Skins. Like Kirk played that shit perfectly. He did. And, it, and it's funny. I saw. I remember watching the video of Kirk um, when he was still in the Skins that last year, and he was still being, you know, coined as the franchise player or whatever, whatever. The motherfucker like he was on a job interview every day. Oh yeah, like you don't even look, you don't even look comfortable. Like you're on a job interview every day. Like you're interviewing for a position every day, and it's like, damn. All right, I, I guess he. I don't know. I guess he had this all planned out. Yeah. So I mean, Kirk doesn't care. Like Kirk has me. I pay. Like he knows he's probably not gonna get that paycheck anywhere else. So it's like, fuck it. I'm here. Yeah, you know, Ryan Clark. Me up. He called it. Ryan Clark's so real. That's why I appreciate his commentary sometimes. Yeah, I love. Said, him. I, I talked to Kirk. Kirk wants his job, and at this point, Kirk knows that his time in the NFL is kind of up. So any soundbite that he has is gonna be conditioned towards trying to get a job in media. So like when he came out and said, "Oh, I, I, I should have." You know, been better about throwing the ball to Adam Thielen. I just want to apologize to him. That's him trying to make himself look like a good guy to us. <laughs> he knows that he yeah. ain't going to be a quarterback in yeah. the league too much longer. It's because that. anybody that really cares about locker room sanctity would have had exactly. that conversation behind closed doors. Exactly. You're not going to do that on the radio show. Kirk Cousins knows exactly what he's doing. He's, he's Like you're playing teacher's pet. You're, ba- you're basically playing teacher's pet, bro. Like he, you know you're not you're qualified. You know you're not skilled, but you're playing politics now. And that's what I saw from that interview he did with the Redskins years ago. It's like, you're just, I want to be liked. Like, I know that being liked plays a part in my contract or plays 
I'm plays like helps me become marketable. That helps you me stick know. around, and that's smart. I'm. It's not. It's smart. It's smart, but the dude's like you know, you know, us skills over politics. Yeah. So it, it's smart, but it's like it's. I I feel Stefan like bitch, get your weak ass out of here. Like, yep. like I'm I'm trying to ball, bro, and you just sitting here. You just sit here collecting the check. Like I get it. We cool. We, you know, we coming here for a check. We coming here for a, a certain purpose. But bitch, I want to win too. Like, mm-hmm. That's the competitor in me. I want to win too. Most definitely. And the fact he has the ability to wield that power a little bit with the organization and say, well, trade me then. If you can get valuable assets for me, just trade me. And now teams are starting to do it a little bit more. I can appreciate that. But it's not yeah. so much uh, phoniness, I was going to say, as it is just, you know, being shrewd. You know, I mean, this dude is a shrewd businessman. Like you said, knowing to mm-hmm. take the franchise tag in two years with the Redskins, taking the $84 million guaranteed. Coming in with Robert Griffin as a backup. Remember, they both got drafted in the same draft. Robert Griffin was the heir apparent for the Redskins, remember? He got mm-hmm. the team handed over to him. And then after one year, Kirk Cousins coming in and back up. And I remember Skip Bayless saying it on TV. Kirk Cousins is going to have a longer NFL career than Robert Griffin III. And I remember being yeah. like, what? They were there together. Yeah. yeah, because that was like the GM basically giving them competition. I don't understand. I mean, he took Kirk Cousins like the fifth round, too. So Kirk is a dude that's always understood. As long as I'm nice and I'm likable, I'm going to stick exactly. around. Exactly. And I hate those type of guys. I'm not, I don't hate those type of guys, but it's like, come on, bro. What you're you you're inauthentic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what you here for, bro? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to know your true motives. Like, where? where right. How do you right. feel about come anything, on, bro? Yeah. Like, what you bring to the table, man? Like, you know, a smile and a suit? Like, come on, man. We all can bring that. Exactly. <laughs> It's a bunch of cats in the NFL that be feeling that way. I know. I remember when Terrell Suggs was like, "Tebow should not be in the NFL." It's just because people like him and he nice. Like I could do what Tebow does at quarterback, and he's right. Terrell Suggs can get back there and run around and toss Terrell that Suggs bitch. Terrell Suggs tried to man. Hey, Tim, hey, Tim beat the Steelers, man. Hey, you yeah. don't forget about that. Hey, yeah, I know in the playoffs. Yeah, but beat the, yeah, I remember, the Steelers off. I remember that boy. That was a rough loss. Oh man, boy. I know a lot of people got paid that night. <laughs> boy, they were probably causing it like little mini avalanches in them Colorado mountains that night. I remember what? that boy threw that ADR pass to Demarius Thomas. I about fell out. <laughs> uh, Tim Tebow still living off that, but he he's a dude who's heavily against this fair play act that Gavin Newsom, the uh, Democratic governor from California, just signed into action on the Braun show. I don't know okay. how familiar you are with the fair play act, but basically, it's saying that. Players in the NCAA can now use their own name and likeness to make some money. Mm-hmm. So they can sign autographs. Mm-hmm. You know, they can do press appearances, you know, club appearances, whatever it might be. If you want to go to a restaurant and they want to pay you to be there as a college athlete, you should be allowed yeah. to do that. Yeah. From, from, if, I'm, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I was reading up on it and they said it was trying to uh, mimic or try to make it look like the uh, Olympic design as far as like the Olympic athlete. Um, like as far as you're eligible to, you know, receive, like you say, funds and promotions off your name through endorsements or whatever advertisement they got going on. Exactly. I think, I'm, I mean, I'm for it. Did Le, not? Did LeBron have something to do with that? Like, I understand he signed on his show, but did LeBron have something like? No, LeBron's just a huge advocate for uh, college players okay. getting paid. Anytime you ask him, he'll say that's why I didn't go to college. So, anytime somebody that powerful as an NBA athlete is sort of a modicum of success for not having gone to college that doesn't bode well for NCAA athletics. They want to wipe away with that image because their whole thing is, well, you need college. You know, college is good for the developing athlete. Not if you LeBron James, not if you Kobe Bryant. Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. 
Is it, Shit, you, not even Cam Newton. I think Cam could have skipped college. <laughs> Jadavian Clowney. There's certain athletes where, like, yeah. you can put them in an IMG. Like, you think those kids at yeah. IMG high school right now and Bradenton are worried that much about geometry? No. Nah. They got they know what they're here for. Yeah. It's they like, know they're here for. And honestly, hell, I mean, NCAA, we all know the NCAA is nothing but a, a mafia. You know, it's nothing but a cartel. You know what I'm saying? You know how they rock. You're yep. making, profiting so much money off you and you can't do anything. Like, you're not getting anything off your name. Yeah, and if you try to get anything off your name, we're gonna try to, we're gonna try to just kill your character through, you know, through ESPN, and that's yep. the that's the worst part. Cause then you got the the dumbasses who never play sports and just sitting there. Oh, I got this college athlete making this much money, bitch. He is broke. Yep. That's why he's doing this. This is because he's hungry, or if he's not hungry, he got family members that are. Right, like, he's out here trying to eat like you. It's just you know what I'm saying. That's not. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like yeah. I feel like if you out there putting up the time. And because we're, we're, we're employees. As a former collegiate athlete, the time you spend at a football facility, I mean, you, including, including, including fucking study hall, uh, you're literally there from 8 a.m., no, 6 a.m. training. I mean, 6 a.m. Uh, uh, training, uh, getting getting warmed up in all the, uh, uh, the training facilities and whatnot. And then you don't go home until almost 7 o'clock at night. Yep. So why not get paid for that? I mean, it's not like you have any other time to go to another job yourself. Yep. Especially when your your funds at certain schools, your scholarship check that's for your rent. Mm-hmm. So you have no other funds to purchase food or go to this party or even go to the movies with your chick. You know what I'm saying? With your lady friend, you can't even do, do that. Mm-hmm. Well, some players are able to get Pell Grant on top of those checks too. So they 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 end up getting no. a little bit of money. But I no, feel some you. some but, schools some schools use the Pell Grant to pay for that. Like really? Georgia Southern, Monk, and that's why I don't. I don't know if we can mention names on here, but that's that what? was his thing. Like that was his thing. He was like, "Oh, you apply for a Pell Grant? Okay, cool. We're gonna use your Pell Grant to cover whatever they need to cover, and any additional charges we'll use the scholarship for that. But your scholarship money, we're gonna hold that and just use it for any other facilities or any other Georgia Southern related, related, you know, related bullshit. So basically, they just draw line items to say this is how much exactly. this costs. This is how much this costs. It's like a record company. Exactly. When exactly, yeah, bro. a singer is exactly, trying to get their bro. check at the end of a tour. Wow, exactly, bro. it's all a setup, bro. Yeah, so unless you're a star athlete, and that's what I'm saying, this rule is really gonna help athletes in other sports. Like, say I'm a star volleyball player at I don't know, name a school, Nebraska. Most people mm-hmm. don't give a shit about the star volleyball player at Nebraska, but people in Nebraska do. But she can't make money off that, or he can't make money off that. I don't know if there's a male volleyball volleyball team, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, for sure, those athletes are gonna benefit from this more than the star football player. The star football player is already getting super benefits. Like, if you're a star football player at any school, for the most part, you're getting taken care of. Yeah, I mean, in terms of scholarship or in terms of boosters looking out for you or something, you're not starving. You know, and I've seen a lot of that's true. I seen I seen a lot of linemen in college football. They don't look like they're missing any meals, you know. And that's true. And that's true. I mean, I, I I've been in situations where we were taken care of from certain boosters. You know, we was invited to you know such places, and you know, food was there. You know, a few money was exchanges, but exactly they. It was more so of understanding, like, yeah, bro, y'all got us up here all summer, all fall, all spring, like just up here working now in the middle of nowhere we're home like we, we have nothing else you know what i'm saying like i'd rather if i was a booster i'd rather break you off i'd exactly. rather feed you instead of you getting getting in trouble with some other bullshit yeah 
And that's what's so funny about it, because a lot of those boosters will have those Republican ideals. And that's why I think this is great, because it's one of those uh, um, laws, legislation that both sides, it's bipartisan. Republicans yes, and Democrats yes, can get behind this. Yes. You got Republicans. I feel like a lot of, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I feel like a, like a lot of college athletes or just someone who's been in that situation, they, they will have a little more, uh, I don't know, empathy with the whole situation. Have some understanding of what's going on and the tangibles that's all included into the shit. Anthony Gonzalez, you remember him? He was a wide receiver at Ohio State on the national championship team and played with Peyton Manning for the Indianapolis Colts for a few years. He is a representative in the Ohio House, House of Reps, and he's pushing the legislation in Ohio now for athletes to use yeah, their likeness man. and name. And he's a Republican. So that's why I say it's like both people can get behind this. Like no matter what your views are, conservative, whatever, you can think logically about it and say, well, the NCAA shouldn't have lordship over all these athletes. And if you're somebody that cares about morals and ethics as a Democrat, you shouldn't want, you know, minorities to not have the ability to earn a living for their family. That don't make any sense. Um, Yeah, not at all. Not at all. That's why I want somebody to go ahead. So it's set up as like, okay, California's the first one to pop it off, right? Mm-hmm. And I heard it's not going to effect for another few years, right? Like, like another two, three years, some crap like that. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think oh, that's next. That's next year. That's two years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's around the corner. So yeah, so California popping it off. Is that so? It's a state legislation. Yeah, state by state. So that's why they were saying these California schools are going to have an upper hand in recruiting. Like, for if, sure. If I got an offer from oh. USC or Georgia, I want to SC. Yeah, <laughs> and the California, the females, and y'all tell y'all finna pay me. Yeah, what? I found out. Like, if I ball out, I can get go do a club appearance and make money? So, what do you think if that same rule, how do you uh, how do you think that's going to apply to HBCUs? Because I know you've been hearing the talk about how I think, um, I think, um, uh, Mr. Mr. Mel, that's the lady Jamel from ESPN, Hill. right? Jamel Hill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other guys, uh, I forgot to do name, Mike but it, we always heard this conversation of keep our athletes home. You know what I'm saying? Keep the talent at home. And we know, you know, as we're getting older, working in our financial field and whatnot, we know how finances come to play. We know how that trickle-down economics work. Do you think it can... How do you think it was going to apply to, to HBCU, bro? Like, you think we really be able to, I don't know, incentivize and, you know, I don't know, entice our kids to stay at our local historically black colleges? The thing is, you still have to get the television networks to agree to air those players because... Players are getting paid based on their performance on the field and based on people seeing them. So Johnny Manziel probably wouldn't have gotten as many eyes or as much fame playing at, you know, Rice yeah. as he did it playing at Texas A&M. And so Rice is still a D1. Yeah, so, like, if you playing at uh, name, you know, any HBCU, FAMU, or if you playing in Dayton at, uh, what's the school out there, uh, uh, Daytona? Mm, oh, uh, BCU, Bethune. Yeah, yeah Bethune-Cookman. You playing at Bethune Cookman or FAMU? Like, what's his face? Isaiah Crowell played at Bethune Cookman. You know what I'm saying? But he had to transfer there, I believe. Yeah, the transfer from Georgia and all that shit. He got in trouble and shit. Exactly. I'm saying, I, I, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there are specific I think the first instances. Wave of kids, yeah, yeah. I think the first wave of kids is gonna not suffer, but you know they'll they'll be you know they have to take some certain sacrifices. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think that's something that that can be a trend that can be picked up on, and probably our kids can actually benefit from that. And don't get me wrong, I'm for diversity, you know how that works, but it's different from you learning at home than you going to someone else's house and learning about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely. And why can't part of diversity and inclusion be 
people from other races coming to HBCUs. I mean, FAMU has a great engineering program, and they'll have Asian students and white students on campus all the time. So that's part of why, you know, they say minorities have a uh, greater advantage in some of the, uh, what is it, um, shit, what am I thinking of? Uh, administration, when they're being recruited for colleges, for academics, they're saying, oh yeah, affirmative action. You just get, you know, upper hand because you're black. And they want you on the campus for the other white students to feel like they're more being in a more diverse environment. That's what they say anyway. It's the whole point behind affirmative action is that school setting isn't just to learn about the books. It's about to learn about society because the world yeah, isn't black sure. and white. Yeah, it's for sure. The same thing. Like, yeah, for sure. And I'm, I'm actually learning that now. I've been lately. I've been, you know, with my niece a lot, picking up from daycare and whatnot. And just, you know, just being around kids, you, you see the social interaction she's learning from daycare mm -hmm. and like i see the difference from when, with her she's being only a little over one and what she's learning so fast versus another kid i saw you know what i'm saying that they have they, they was a little late on daycare mm. see the difference oh yeah you see the, the social interaction you see how much that advanced her mm -hmm. so y'all can see that most definitely you want people to interact with people from all different walks of life and that's the best part about a football locker room Exactly. You got people from everywhere. Like you say, Anthony Gonzalez end up in politics. Some dude end up being a 10-year pro. Another dude will end up killing his girlfriend and going to jail. There's a huge <laughs> swath of different type of personalities that come into uh, a football <laughs> locker room. We know, we know cats like that, too. We just... That's what I'm saying. We, we, keep, 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 keep her away from him. <laughs> exactly. The, you know it. The full gamut. We've all seen it. And what's interesting, too, is... All football teams kind of have the same characters. You know what I mean? Like, I was... Uh, it's a family. It's a family. We all have that uncle that's, you know, that probably shouldn't be around. And we all have, you know, it's a family. It's a family. We all we all have different personalities in our family. Even, even down to high school level. I was watching Plant when they came to D.C. to play. And, unfortunately, we took the big fat L. But there's a kid on that team who is just like Patty. He plays both sides of the ball. It's about the same size as Patty was. He's a number higher than him, but he's on the sideline cursing and shit and throwing stuff down oh. and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, this kid, this kid's like Patty. This is Patty. Yeah. He even played like him. I'm like, that's wild. Then there was a couple yeah. other cats that reminded me of people from our team, and it might have just been nostalgia for me. But each team always has that dude: the loudmouth receiver, the golden quarterback, the the awkward offensive lineman. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like always have those same people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy how you mentioned football. High school, anyway. Um, I don't know if you heard, speaking of the Fair Play Act, um, our legendary coach, Robert Weiner, uh, is suspended, bro. He is facing suspension for six weeks um, due to they're, they're calling it violation of Code 36-37. They call it violation of recruiting and they call it violation of contacting the player. Motherfucker just helping out a kid that's moved downstate didn't work out, whoever it was, didn't work out, you know, Coach Wayne stepped in and set him up with a, you know, a, a, a teacher to stay with. Okay. And word got out of that, and that came back around. I don't know if Plant submitted something or it something. Was, it had to be Plant. I heard the new athletic director is kind of yeah, shysty yeah, on yeah, this stuff. Like, yeah, they're not as open. Yeah, crazy. That's crazy to me, man. That's crazy to me. But, yeah, he's facing six-week suspension off of that. That's a damn and, shame, uh, bro. I just saw It's a shame, bro. A shame, bro. And I, I'm watching the interview now. I'm like, oh my god, they're really looking to suspend this man off this, like off of this. That's hard. And I'm reading like, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. But it's one of those things that I feel that how we say like players should have, I don't know, players should have some not say so, but they shouldn't be so controlled. They shouldn't be so 
dumbed down to a certain position or a certain level where any advancement for you or any move that they look like is to benefit you, that shouldn't be looked down upon. And that's what I don't. Yeah, athletics have always had this weird dichotomy where ownership or you know the owners, the employers at the top feel like the players at the bottom shouldn't have any say-so. I mean, it goes back to Vince right, Lombardi. When, as soon as one of Vince Lombardi's players got an agent, they cut him because they didn't want the player to have any type of independence. So that, that sort of uh, belief or that sort of hierarchy is tried to maintain, and it, it has had a stranglehold on college football for a long time, but I'm glad it's slowly sure. bleeding away. But it's a damn shame, man. They just waited for Coach Wiener to have a bad year. This That's year all is the it first is. year that they've had. That's all it is. You know, no wins, and they looking for a reason to probably get him up out of there because he's been doing that for years, and for probably years. other schools complained about it. But that's the thing. This this is not new. Mm-hmm. This is nothing new. Even with the whole fair play act, now that they're putting that in play as far as kids getting, um, you know, option to get paid and all that stuff. That's cool. But like you say, it was always somewhat being broken off. Like it, it was always an understanding that these kids here are broken. They need to be kind of compensated for what they do. Mm-hmm. It was always an understanding of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, I guess now, yeah, let's put it in the open and let's figure out how we can do this legally or figure out how we can do this so you guys can like it. Yeah. Well, now I think people of all sports will have opportunity. That's what I just think. Right? Baseball players, like I said, usually people wouldn't care about those other sports. Soccer, all that stuff. If you in a college town and you're a big time star in one of those sports, you should be able to make money just like anybody else. Or get a shit bagel with cream cheese. I remember it was one of them weird rules, like you can have a bagel, but it can't have cream cheese or some shit like that. It's all these weird sure. CAA rules. But yeah. I get that. I get that. Cool. I get that. But let's be honest. We know what sports are bringing in the dough. Yeah. So let's, let's make sure we compensate correctly. Like I don't want to. I don't want to get to a point where, well, you know, Johnny got that deal and Johnny got this deal and this and that and this and that. I'm doing kind of the same thing. I'm kind of the equivalent to him in my sport. But, bitch, no, he's bringing in he's bringing in a billion dollars. You know See, what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's the thing. That's where, the tricky part. I think that we're going to have to figure that out. You think about a kid that might be, I don't know, you think about a school like Stanford. I think Tiger Woods went to golf, to went to Stanford to play golf. So he was going to make money way sooner than anybody else, obviously, because he could play in a professional sport as a teenager. But if you got boosters in golf and tennis that are more high-dollar boosters, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are people that are big-time boosters in football and basketball. All Anybody that's giving money to an athletic program is probably a millionaire or a billionaire. But For sure. I feel like in those sports, like you say, if you're playing a country club sport, so to speak, tennis, golf, Etc. You might have access to more high dollar donors, boosters, but that's already the case, right? I mean, just yeah. because you're in those environments, your family members might be, you know, more connected, whatever it is, because you already play that sport. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that is somewhat. It's like it's like club tennis or club club rugby or some crap, club soccer or some crap. Yeah, and It's like I don't. I never heard of y'all my day of my life. <laughs> yeah, lacrosse, all that. It's like, whoa, where is that coming from? It's just because they family already got it, you know. Right, right. Yeah, that's why it was um, you know, just interesting seeing that shift. I mean, I see uh, with the NFL being more accepting to weed too. I could see that happening in the future because more and more athletes, Calvin Johnson, Percy Harvin, coming out talking about, oh, I spent the whole season high. <laughs> Whether I heard was, about the album shit. 
Yeah, I heard Cal- about the, um, I, did, I didn't know about Percy, but I heard about the Calvin Johnson's um how he admitted to being high after every game, in which I mean shit college shit well, he was high after every game. Hey, he, 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 <laughs> Calvin Johnson came out and said it first, and I appreciated it, man, because ultimately the further away you are from the ball, the less I I really care. I mean, I'm going to keep it real. Like, the further you are away from the ball, the less I care. I don't want my center high. I mean, if it helps him, yeah. But I feel like the center got a little bit more going on in terms of physical contact and need to know some, you know, uh, uh, defensive lineups. Like, they got to call out the mic. They got to call out the wood. There's a little bit more going on. And you're protecting my quarterback, who definitely shouldn't Mm -hmm. be high. So there's a few positions. (laughs) (laughs) There's a few positions out there I don't want. You know what I'm saying? High now. There's a difference between being high and being stoned. Like they talk about high to mitigate pain. That's you know putting yourself to a certain level after the game. Some dudes like to get in a certain state of mind before the game. Yeah. I'm not gonna say certain names, but there were players on our team. I remember as far back as high school, they used to shower before and after every game. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So that shit for workouts. I I, I didn't get that at all. And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't understand how you getting high before doing the physical contact. But they wasn't on the line. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's a different thing. I doubt Jadavian Clowney's getting high before games. After, yeah. But Percy Harvey (laughs) said he played in every game high, and that makes sense because he should have been a much better player. Yeah, injuries. Yeah, injuries. <laughs> Percy was still the man. He had injuries though. He was that man, but he should have been way better. I was arguing with somebody the other day. Um, we was talking about uh, just college teams and whatnot. And I said, "Man, Florida's still one of the best college football teams I have ever seen in my life." Ever. Like that 07, like oh from oh five when Chris Leak. It was Chris. Was it Chris Leak? Chris, Chris Leak, Leak was the first quarterback, and that was first, like Chris Leak was the first quarterback. That's when Tebow's freshman year when they played Ohio State, he won. Then after that, them boys like, oh my God, I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that 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 first team that won the title in 06 was stacked, but none of those dudes even balled out in the league. Like all the next year dudes were way better. Carlos, Carlos Dunlap. Dunlap. Well, Carlos Dunlap was young on that team though. He wasn't a starter. Oh, in he 06. was. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Because when Tebow got Tebow Junior year, I think that's when Carlos Dunlap senior year, John Doe. Um, Cunningham, which who inspired me to that was like the, one of the first D linemen I saw with no glove, the tape around the fingers. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, he's raw. Cunningham. He was raw. He was like a he was like a silent assassin. You know, mm-hmm. I love that. You know, yep. I'm not gonna do all that raw raw talk. I'm coming here to play. Yep, Brandon Spikes. They had a Brandon bunch Spikes, of players. Joe Aaron Hayden, Joe Hayden, Janoris Jenkins Hayden. at both corners. Jenkins, good God, they had everybody. They were stacked. Bro. They had the eraser. At free safety, uh, Reggie Nelson, like they were stacked. <laughs> like every single Solid. one of those dudes started in the NFL. Solid. But yeah. I brought that up because I just took the time to shit on my fucking quarterback again. You know, I, unfortunately, I'm a hometown fan, guys, and we're airing this from Tampa, Florida, so you can only imagine how I freaking feel right now. I mean, Jamie. we had a great win, but I don't believe that shit at all. Jameis and is I, coming I, around, bro. Byron Leftwich. coming around, Yes, man. dog. Byron Leftwich and Bruce Arians is going to save this man's career. I hope so. I really hope so. I, I really hope. Because I, 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 I'm a I'm a believer in Jameis. Well, I'm not a believer in Jameis. I knew he was trash in Florida State. It's no He's way crazy, you have that bro. good of a team. No way you have that good of a team. You're coming back every half. The bro, next year? I'm talking about the next every- year. Not the not the, I'm t- the year they won the title they were stacked, but the next year it was just Jameis. 
Jameis left that year, didn't he? No, 2014 is the year you're talking about where we came back after every half. The players but on even that still, even that still was, the next year with Kelvin Benjamin. Was, Kelvin Benjamin on his senior year, right? Or Kelvin Benjamin left before that year? That was 2014. No, no, no. Kelvin Benjamin was gone already. Okay, okay. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't on the 2014 team. That's when it was our best receiver was Rashard Green, number 80, who played for the Jags for a little bit. He balled. He balled that year. Yeah, and he balled for us because Jameis was getting it to him. But, like, our defense would give up a whole bunch of points. Our best corner, our best player on defense was Jalen Ramsey. Everybody else was young. So, like, yeah, I mean, that was a rough year, but you can't blame Jameis for that. He did everything he could. Anybody, he won the Heisman as a freshman, dude. Freshman. Heisman, you know, the Heisman wasn't nothing but a trend around that time. It was. was Who was was new, who was popping, who was breaking some numbers. It still is that, though. And that's. It's it's still, yeah. yeah, It is. It still is. It's so crazy. I didn't even know, bro. It slipped my mind completely. I didn't know um, your your boy, the quarterback from Alabama. Why didn't. I missed it. He didn't win the Heisman. He didn't win. He didn't win the Heisman. Because he came out too hot the year before. And everybody was like, oh, next year he's definitely going to get it. It's like, nope, he's not new enough. Like, that stinking wore off. And exactly. He would have to go out and throw a hundred touchdowns, and that would never happen, you know. Yeah, like, nah, man. And nah, that's why man. when everybody said Trevor Lawrence was going to win it this year, I was like, "There's no fucking way he's going to win it after okay. the, yeah. the season he, he had last year. year." Yep. After the season he, he had last year, last year, you can't you can't top that as a freshman. You can't. And he going to be around. Bets? Hmm. Any future bets? Any any Heisman winners you think right now? Don't uh, well, win John Taylor going to win it this year, but that's because the media has already oh. decided it. For yeah, next year, though, yeah, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be some kid we haven't heard of yet. I mean, some college recruit. Like I should have. I, I swear to God, the year Jameis won it, I knew he was gonna win it after the Pittsburgh. You called game. it. You called it. I remember that. You, you called it. I did, you bro. Called it. He you called went, it. Because honestly, yeah, it was you that brought that that noticed that trend. Like you were telling me, like, watch who's gonna win this. Watch who's gonna win that. I'm like, nah, man, nah. But I noticed it from Cam Newton when Cam Newton won. Yep. When Cam, but Cam deserved that. That's so that's what he threw did. me off. There's no way a player comes in in the SEC, an Auburn team, when they wasn't, they were good, but they was not that good the year before. Bitch, y'all come here undefeated. Y'all beat Bama at Bama. Yep. You got me. Yep. I lost so much money that year. You got me. Mm-hmm. He's the best one-year player ever. And then to come into the NFL, throw for 400 yards back-to-back, first player to do that ever as a rookie, when people said, oh, he can't even throw. Right. <laughs> Remember that? It was like a yeah. thing. Cam coming into the league where it was like, well, we don't necessarily know what he's going to be. Turns out he's a 10-year pro. So, I still argue to this day that Cam is better than what people give them. Like, I mean, y'all got the – when football, y'all have to consider those injuries, man. Those injuries, players are not going to be the same. You need at least two years. Because mm-hmm. football is an all-year sport nowadays. So if you don't get the proper rest, the proper training, the proper facilities, you, you're you just thrown back out there. I mean, I'm, I'm a product of that. You're not going to heal correctly. Never so as Cam, you're a quarterback, bro. You're getting, he's not getting the calls that he's getting, you know. From, so all those hits, it's just accumulated to this. Yep. So it's like, you know, you just got to gotta heal up. Now, I wish them the best. And I think he is going to bounce back, and I just can't wait. I hope he I hope he wins one before you leave, bro. He I has really do. to, bro. I really do. He really should have got he that one. Yeah, he should have got that one. Damn, I can't Von Miller just took it from him. Yeah, Von. Yeah, Von. I mean, Von was, Von was on some. Von was, on, Von was on coke that year. He was on some <laughs> other shit that, that year, That nigga was on coke that year. I don't he, know what the fuck he was on. He was on whatever Shaquille Barrett's on this year. Because Shaq Barrett finna go for 23 sacks. He's the bright yeah. spot on the Bucks this year. You don't know Shaq Barrett? Yes, the Bucks? yes. He already got like 10, don't he? Yeah, he's got 10 sacks in four yeah, games yeah, or nine sacks. Yeah, 
Yeah, he snapped. He snapped. He's snapping, he snapped. dude. He snapped. But they, they finally transitioned to the defense I've been hollering about for the longest. Bitch, get out of that slow ass four three. Yeah. Get into a three four. They brought Ty Bowles in. That's why they brought yeah, Ty Bowles like, in. Yeah. What the fuck were y'all ten years behind? Y'all yeah. still running these run first down, run second down, throw it on third. Bitch, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. And and now recruiters and I think athletes too have figured it out. Like, if I'm a dude now like Ed Oliver, Aaron Donald, these undersized dudes who might have been a tweener at linebacker or a rush in back in the day like a James Harrison, now they're figuring out. Oh, I'm just gonna get a D tackle. Like, I'm just going to get a D-tackle and be a freak athlete, put me in the right scheme, and I'm going to eat because I'm eat. quicker than everybody in there. Eat. If you, especially if I get some one-on-ones, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah, I mean. It's a wrap, man. I, I, Ryan Clark says it religiously, but I really do think Aaron Donald already is probably like a top 10 defensive player of all time. Like, already. Just like at his, already? Yes, already. At his peak. Physical ability and his best season, which, you know, was last year up until this point, the man is the most, I'm not going to say the most dominant, but the best D-tackle I've seen. Most effective three technique I've seen. Most effective. Uh, I like Sap. Yeah, Sap's nasty. Sap's, I mean, that's, that's that's the only other comparison. That's yeah, the only that's, other comparison. And, that, and you're right, though, because Sap is the, if not the best, the, you know, yeah. top two. Top three, top two, top three. Shit, probably the best. You That's why I say. If you're building a defensive line, you're probably going to put Sapp and Donald next to each other. You got For sure. What? You got a nasty sure. inside presence. For sure. Yeah. Both quick off their feet. Both got great hands. The dude, the dude is built like a fullback. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, he it's, is. I mean, I, I remember watching videos of him literally jumping out of the pool. Three-foot pool. And I'm still trying to do it to the stick. Yeah, have not had luck. Three foot pool jumping out of that bro landing on his feet. He's explosive. Now, I remember watching college like, whoa, this that's not, that's not real. What is this? Foot pool? What is this? Yeah. No, being three foot, this shit is in your waist. It's a different level of explosiveness, and you know he's he's a true football player though. You hear him talking interviews, just like Russell Wilson, boring as hell. Not much to say. <laughs> it's like, they ain't got shit to say. It's like, man, if you can make that much money playing football, you don't need to say nothing else. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Nah, just play. For real. Talking just play. Yeah, it's really been the year of the backup quarterback, too, because these boys have had to come in and prove themselves. It just shows that um that they pay these quarterbacks way too much money because you can hamstring your entire team by paying someone. Like, the Cowboys are about to pay Dak Prescott $28 million, $25. He's going to get a, at least 110 guaranteed. Now, okay. is he worth that? <laughs> I mean, it's... it's uh, mm. That's a tricky one because I don't like Dak, but he, I mean, he did beat out Tony Romo. That, that's what I'm saying. He's nice as a person. He he did beat I, out I Tony like Romo. Him. Time beat out Tony Romo. <laughs> like that too. I mean, I mean, yeah, he did get hot when he got in, and they just kind of went with that. But you gotta admit, the team did kind of rally around Dak, and mm-hmm. Dak kind of brought a certain a different presence to that. But to the to the Cowboys team, he brought a another, I guess, a, another weapon to the team. Um, and yeah, he beat out Tony. Well, it's just the position of quarterback is so important. If you're anything above mediocrity, you're going to get the same thing pretty much as the best player in the league, which isn't fair because if you're anything above mediocrity at middle linebacker, you're not getting within spitting range of what Bobby Wagner gets as the best middle I linebacker in the league. I feel you saying. You know, you're saying the quarterback market is set at a fixed amount. So if you're a starting quarterback, this is what you're looking to get. Guaranteed, yeah, it does not matter. Andy Dalton got paid. 
when Andy Dalton got paid, I said, oh, yeah, Andy got paid? Wow, all right. Let's see how that's going. Jared Goff, all of them, man. Like, it's just, it's wild. And the yeah. minute Dallas pays that, that inexorbitant amount is the minute they fall out of NFC East contention. Like, I don't understand. That's why they paid Zeke first, because they know Zeke is way more important to the success of that team than Dak ever will be. All right, let Jared Jones call it Zeke who? <laughs> <laughs> he still came up off that check and set the market for Zeke yeah, he who, did. though. He did, though. He, did. he tried Zeke, though, man. Tried Zeke who? Zeke. No, I was kidding. I was kidding, Zeke, please. Right. Zeke was laughing in Mexico listening to that because he knew that check right. was coming, boy. Right. Shit. Zeke then had all that ish- all them issues off the field and he's still gonna get paid. <laughs> I mean Zeke is Zeke is top up there. Top running back. Yeah, and speaking of top running backs, it's a shame. I mean, uh they're already low managing your boy Todd Gurley. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. They're but saying- they were doing that last year though. They were at the worst possible time in the damn Super Bowl. He carried the ball twice. But I think because of how much they used him in the regular season last year and what happened in the Super Bowl, now they realize, well, shit, if we make it to the playoffs and Super Bowl hopes, we want him to be 100% then. But he's got arthritic knees, bro. He's he's younger than us. Ty Gurley's yeah, like 25. Think, yeah, he had like two surgeries at Georgia. Yes, ACLs, too. Two, two ACL surgeries at Georgia. Then he had another surgery when he got to the league. Yes. I hope I'm saying that right. I know he had a surgery at Georgia. And I know he had surgery when he got to the Rams. Well, I know he had surgery when he got to the league, right? He's hurt his ACL at least twice. Yeah. He's hurt or torn his ACL at least twice that I know of. I know once at Georgia and, like you say, once in the league or something like that. But it seemed like them Georgia running backs just bounced back. Nick Chubb tore his ACL. And this thing, I mean, he had an 80-yard run for the Cleveland Browns the other day. Hell, yeah, Chubb was balling. But I think that's with technology nowadays. Like, as we're time, I mean, 2019, 2020, time advancing. I'm here these ACL surgeries and procedures are easier, much easier than they were, of course, back then. But now they're saying it's like a, you know, snap of a finger. Snap of a finger and I guess the rehabilitation towards that is not as bad as it was. So that's why I guess all these guys bouncing back. Do I think it's, I don't know. With me, I, I know how time works. I just want you to kind of sit, rest, heal, mm-hmm. instead of you being forced and jump back out there because all the surgery is nothing but a bending. It's not a proper healing. Exactly. Only time can heal it. Most doctors, not most doctors, but I read an article from a doctor that says any ACL injury for a high level athlete should you should be off for at least two years. That's what he said. <laughs> OK, yeah. I, I, I need to become a doctor. <laughs> like, obviously, he's not talking about the APs out here because he came back after nine months. And yeah, AP was on some shit. We still trying to figure out the fuck AP was on. I mean, yeah, AP was on. There's no way. No, he's still he's still up there, like definitely one of the best running backs of our generation for sure. But what the fuck were you on, like nine months, bro, and came back better than ever? He went for like two thousand yards after he came better back. Better than ever. <laughs> better than ever. Yeah, I mean, like, steroids. What is, yeah. We know what he was on. He was on PEDs. Yeah. He's yeah. on the same thing they're all on, Javon. To <laughs> last. At 20 weeks and all that shit. Getting the benefit of the doubt, damn it. <laughs> yeah, man. The human body not meant to do that. But if anybody could do it, it'd be AP. I mean, that motherfucker, he's been that same size since he was 14. That's another dude who could have skipped college altogether. He almost yes, won yes. the Heisman as a freshman I heard at that. Oklahoma. He's a beast. Yeah, I heard that. And when the Heisman was uh, the Heisman, like yes. you had to work for that shit. Yeah, back when running backs were getting it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Not, not when you could just be a quarterback transfer and then this coach could draw up a beautiful scheme for you and, oh, you're guaranteed the Heisman now. 
Like, that's pretty much what's going on. Like, oh, every sure. week these schools are playing shitty schools. Like, Jalen Hurts is playing the worst colleges I've never even heard of. Defenses that I could throw for 300 yards against. And they're like, oh, he's setting Oklahoma records. Every week it's a new record being set that he's breaking Baker Mayfields and breaking Kyler. Why do you think that's happening? That's got nothing to do with Jalen Hurts. Everything to do with that scheme. For sure the scheme. For sure the scheme. But I give Jalen some credit. I think he bounced back pretty well. You got to give him credit because the mentality. I, he's an athlete. I'm not taking anything away from Jalen, even though it sounds like I am. I'm just saying Lincoln Riley is the reason those players are getting the Heisman. Oh, for sure. And that's for why sure. he transferred there. For sure. Just like your boy Tyler Murray. I'm Colin Murray, sorry. Yeah. Exactly why Colin Murray's in the NFL. Like, you have to come to a team that was designed for your, for your play of action. Yeah, and that's not working out. I mean, I already knew he probably wasn't going to be a success anyway, but it's coming to uh, roost way sooner than I thought. You think so? I thought the boys were doing pretty well. I mean, they've had some tough games, close games, but just watching the way the offense flows, there's no consistency. Got you. There's no consistency. And at the end of the day, if you can't block dudes at the point of attack, that little veer option RPO shit you trying to do, bro, that's never going to work. Niggas too quick. Yeah, line sets the yeah the line sets the tempo of any game. Yeah, and I saw a play. Not on point. Yeah, I saw a play where Kyler Murray's rolling out of the pocket, and he realized. I think that was his come to Jesus moment, where he finally came to an understanding. These dudes are faster than the dudes that I was playing against at Oklahoma because he was trying to get out of the pocket, and the dude was right there with them, like a six five, two hundred seventy pound lineman, just right there on him, on his ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Baker Mayfield slow ass realizing that too. Hell yeah, Baker Baker Ben got a reality check though. Mm-hmm. But my thing is it with them though. I don't y'all got too many weapons. I understand you know like I say the line is the most important most most important segment when it comes to a football team most of the times. But I understand y'all got too many fucking weapons, bro. Like I don't know. Like I, you get to a point where throw away all the the bullshit designs, the bullshit schemes, beat me head up. Exactly. Find your best guy against my best guy, and what you gonna do about it? And you saw what happened when they did that. They ran Nick exactly. Chubb. Exactly. Let the line right. go. Defense like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Defense was balling. What's his name? Miles Garrett. Balling. Balling, bro. Just line your best guy against that best guy. If he beats you, okay. Switch it up. I'm gonna low. I'm gonna run these bitches with Chubb. Get four or five yards. Four or five yards. Okay. Y'all loading the box. Okay. Line up with Odell. Who y'all got on Odell? One on one for the toast your ass up. Straight y'all got him double covered. Where's Landry at? Oh, yep. Landry, you know, y'all can't double everyone in this bitch. Can't. It's, it's too easy. And that's why I say it was going to be a coaching thing more than anything. They say Baker liked Freddie Kitchens. So that's why they brought him in. But fuck that light shit. <laughs> Can you get yeah, the that, job done? Not, skills over politics. Hey, you know that's not the case in the NFL, though. It's all about nepotism. Who you know, who you know, who you know. You are. That's life. Yeah. Most, it, of the time, most of the time, unfortunately. It really is. The older we get, the more I figure it out. Unfortunately, man. Yep, yep. Have you had a chance to listen to uh, Dungy's podcast yet with uh, the coaches he's been having on? I have not. Um, I was listening to the one with him and Tony. Yeah. I didn't finish it, but um, it, it, it didn't sound bad. It didn't yeah, yeah. sound bad. Like you know, I'm a huge fan of Tony Dungy. So anything Tony, you know, I'm a, I'm listening. To that. You know, that's one of my you know favorite. Favorite coaches, favorite athletes, just favorite person in general. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. I listened to the Tony episode too, part of it, and just wanted to make right. sure I showed love. That's exactly. dope that he's able to get exactly. the, those contacts. Exactly, bro. When I'm seeing all the people he had guest stars, I'm like, damn, that's what's up. He, you doing the right thing, boy. 
Yeah, most definitely. Shoot, when I'm in Tampa, I'm gonna have to reach out to him and see if we can get him on real it's, spiel. Yeah, y'all set that up, man. Y'all set that up. Yeah, for sure. But um, I just wanted to talk about some of the fights too. You know, um, UFC 243 is coming up this weekend. We got Whitaker versus Adesanya. You already know. Nigerian broken yes, native. Yeah, boy, that he's that Nigerian boy by way of New Zealand, so he reps both. But I fuck with him the long way. Yeah, long way. Even though John Jones is about to fuck him up, I like him still. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Stay away from John. Stay away from John for a little bit. Just stay away from John a little bit because you get to him, but that's it. And, and that's what he said he want to do. He said, I, "I understand that he's not quite ready for." So why call him out? And that was John's. Yeah, point. come on. <laughs> it's like, bro, we you, keep my name out your mouth. Like, you, Hold on, I thought John called him out. No, Israel called him out in an interview first and said that he was a bully and said all these different things about him and said, I understand that I'm not quite ready for him yet. So then John came out and said what he said, but John didn't have Israel's name in his mouth first. I think what happened was uh, John might have said that he thought Whitaker was going to beat Israel. So then Israel was like, well, fuck John Jones. He's a bully, blah, 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 all this, all this. I think that's might that might be what happened, but anyway, John John would fuck him up. Yeah, John's fucking on John. John and that, that motherfucker there, that motherfucker there. That's all you can say. That motherfucker there. Yeah, he's he's on a whole <laughs> nother level. Whole another level. Uh, who, who who you got beef with, baby? You say John? Okay. Yeah, that's that, that's between, <laughs> yeah, between y'all. My name Paul. Let's go the other way. <laughs> For real. But yeah, other than that, uh, Usyk. Um, Alexander Usyk, you familiar with him? He's a uh, Russian cruiserweight fighter. He's a beast. He's moving up to heavyweight to fight Tyrone Spong uh, next weekend. And uh, I'm not too familiar with him. He he's an animal. You should look up his Instagram. Any Russian fighter, I'm gonna give a little bit of credence to just because of Rocky. But also, <laughs> they're they're highly skilled technical people. The Russians and the Ukraines. You know, the yeah. Klitschko's held them titles for all them years. Now we got Lomachenko, Gennady Golovkin. I mean, Russians have had a long, long-standing history in the sport, so I always fuck with them. And Alexander Usyk's the next great heavyweight, potentially. We'll see how he fares against Tyrone, because Tyrone is a kickboxer who also boxes. He's a beast. Big guy. He kicks harder okay. than anyone I've ever seen. But luckily, he can't kick in this fight, so we'll see how them hands look. And okay. uh, McGregor was called out by Khabib's father of all people. Khabib's dad said, if McGregor wants it, Moscow is waiting. In what I think must have been the scariest tone ever. Anytime a Russian person says anything, I'm a little scared. <laughs> you know they mean business. <laughs> For real. Just sitting in the mountains of Kazakhstan with a bear on a chain talking about some, if he wants it, Moscow is waiting. <laughs> are they still Are they still beefing? Khabib and Connor? I thought I thought Connor kind of did that. Khabib said the beef will never be over. <laughs> Khabib's like yeah. Khabib's on that Masvidal shit. If I see you in Whole Foods, I'm smacking you up. Yeah, yeah, he on that real gangster shit. You know, yeah, he, nah. He, he doesn't respect Connor, and you know Connor is still playing his character. At the end of the day, Connor need to mind his p's and q's because I think Khabib's still gonna fuck him up. I don't see anybody ever beating Khabib. I didn't even watch his last fight, but I heard he was just dominating that the whole fight. It just his his his, his plate. It was fighting style. Is I don't know, man. His it, shit is dominant. Yeah, and just, so dominant with the grappling and even with his hands. His hands are not too far off. So it's like if you're hesitating with him trying to grapple you and shit, he can catch you with one two. I mean, you're a grown ass man. I'm trained for this. Exactly. I catch you with one two. That's all I need. 
Exactly. Your ass up a little bit and I'm brushing you. Yeah, his um like you say, he's so dominant in one area that it causes people to hesitate and they get caught. If he's going for a shot and your hands drop down to defend that shot, he knows to immediately just throw the crazy overhand left or overhand right and he's gonna catch you on the chin. He's gonna clip you. And it's gonna I mean that's how he got Connor. That's how, I mean he caught Dustin with it. Dustin Poirier had a good fight. He wasn't dominating the entire fight, but when he started to dominate it was over and it was clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that'll be interesting to see if they do run it back. I doubt it, but it could happen. And if it does, I'll be excited to see it. I'm not as excited as that for um, as I am for uh, Diaz versus Masvidal, though. The oh, you already know. Who you rocking with, the Mexican or the Cuban? Right. Man, come on, man. You are, we're going Florida born, man. Florida born and raised, man. We gangsters over here. You know how I'm rocking. Yeah, I gotta rock with the East Coast gangster. Yeah, I might. Yeah, I, I, well, I'm rocking, man. Where's I gotta Marshall rock. We gangster over here, man. I gotta rock with my boy Jorge too. I remember him like literally. I remember watching backyard fights with him. So like exactly, yeah, bro. I, you know, you gotta rep for bro. And then he got me that money against Darren Till because I put money on him against Till. So ever since then, exactly, I'm rocking bro. with homie. I just, I just like, I just like his personality. I like his style of play. Like even if he do come off with a loss, you know, what I'm saying I'm cool because you already got my respect. You know, so I already know how you coming in. I already know how you know. So I already know how you coming in. I already know your game style. I already know you know. Saying you all out bars, don't give a fuck, and I'm gonna die by this shit. So you just gotta respect that. And when you see athletes, we see mindsets that way. And being that you know, uh, we always train to. Well, we always saw different athletes and their mindset and different like just greatness. You know what 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 sums up greatness? And I just think he has that. You know, that mindset, he has that. And I just love watching shit like that. With yeah. different football players as well. You just, I just, just admire certain things about certain people. Oh, yeah. He's he's legitimately game-bred, like you said. He's been through yeah. the fire. Yeah. And yeah. it's good to see him finally reap the soul. Because there's a lot of dudes exactly. who are in the same position as Jorge that aren't going to get this payday. That aren't going to get that viral moment of him putting the knee in the dude's head. You know, that's why a lot of times you got to thank these clowns like Ben Askren or Conor McGregor who talk all that shit and put people like Khabib and Jorge in the position they're in. You know, they, they need those dancing partners. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yep. Same thing for Diaz. Diaz would not be in a position he's in right now if not for Conor McGregor. And that's just yes. facts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone, you need those characters. You need those role play. That's a story. You yep. a story. Yep, yep. Well... That was the story of today's podcast. We've been going for about an hour. Like, it flew by. Well, time Damn, flies. that's it? Having fun. Yeah, yeah, we've been going for an hour. It is hour. Yeah, Damn, man. it is hour. Yeah, man. Been going through it. We talked a little bit about fair play, talked about football, talked about fighting. What's up, man? Uh, who you like Who you like this weekend? You named all the fights, but to our, our, future, our listeners out there, who should they place their bets on? Well, you know, um, the odds right now are pretty even. The smart money was to take uh, Adesanya when it was at plus 160 for Whitaker. That was at the beginning of the week. But all the betting sharks already took the money on that line to even it out to the point where now, if you're betting on Adesanya or Whitaker, it's pretty even money. But, oh, that's good. Yeah, there's still some money to be made on Adesanya, though. But that's what happens, though. you got to check the lines early. Like, as soon early, as the fight yeah. lines are announced, if you see shitty odds... Bet them shits because there was yeah. good money to be made on Adesanya when Whitaker was favored at plus 160 for sure. Because I, oh, there are a lot of questions. Whitaker's coming off of surgery. Whitaker hasn't fought in over a year. And the last person he fought, Yoel Romero, he openly admitted, like, changed him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Romero, he he's like fighting a, a piece of uh, uh, shredded steel in there, like corded steel. It's, it's difficult to come back from that, even after a win. 
you know, the judges said Whitaker beat Romero twice. I think he beat him once. The first fight, I'll give him. The second fight, I thought Romero won. But in any case, okay. you know, Whitaker, there's a lot of questions to be answered there. So the fact he was favored plus 160 was a little wild to me. Um, yeah, yeah. Usyk is going to be favored against Tyrone Spong. So, you know, if you think Spong might, you know, score a crazy knockout, which is possible, you can put money on Spong. Nah, you don't, you don't sound too confident right there. Nah, nah, because Usyk's good. <laughs> and this is his heavyweight debut. That motherfucker, I'm, like I no, said. No, I'm saying, it sounds like you like Usyk over, over Tyrone. Exactly, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Usyk, the smart money is on him. He's favored for a reason. He's a beast at cruiserweight, and this is his first challenge at heavyweight, but I think he's going to come ready. I think he's probably a natural heavyweight. For real, for real, Deontay Wilder better watch out for him. That's real talk. That's real talk. Oh, okay. Like that? Yeah, like, that's the reason Alexander Usyk is moving up. He wants these big heavyweight cards, and he and Wilder are about the same size. Like, Wilder's a small heavyweight. Usyk Mm -hmm. is, you know, a, a legitimate cruiserweight that moved up to heavyweight because he's getting older and it's difficult to cut that weight, so... And he also wants bigger paydays. So, I mean, sure. Right. If he can fight Wilder at 210 and Wilder comes in at that usual 213, 215 that he does, that'd be a good fight. You know, obviously Wilder touches anybody on the chin, they going down. But I like I, I like that competition, though. I'm going to pick Wilder regardless. But, you know, Usyk is a good good fighter. Um, And uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, tonight I like the Seahawks to win at home. I said the same exact thing, boy. Lately, lately though, the trends have been the under, and it has been going under yes. um, for the past four weeks. So that's the trend, everyone. Yep. Um, but you know our NFL is tricky. Um, I'm trying to transition more into the college thing. Yes. Um, NFL is tricky, but I do like the Seahawks tonight. I do like Russ um, to you know rally for a win. They won last week, too, though. They did. And like you said, but this would be the week for the Rams to bounce back exactly. and for exactly. – Thursday night to finally get back to what it is. I mean, or no, no, no. Like you said, uh, the past three weeks, the away team has been winning on Thursday night, which is rare. Well, the past three weeks, the under team have been winning. But yes. two years before, what well, the years before that, last year and the year before that, it always been the um, favorite. Yes. The favorite has always won. Because it's been an easy thing to pick. The team that yes. is traveling usually loses, especially on that short week. Like, you would presume the Rams are going to lose, but... <laughs> You never know. Any never given know, any given Thursday. Fucking NFL, man. Shit's rigged. Yeah. <laughs> Shit's rigged. And like you said, with college, it's, it's easy. <laughs> with college, you know. I mean, 18-year-old kids going cross-country, they probably going to lose. <laughs> like, but shit. With that NFL, you don't know. You don't know at all, kid. Wait for my first transgender in the NFL. <laughs> ah, boy, you saw that. Wait for the you, first transgender in the NFL. You saw the story I posted about the yeah, boxer signing Everlast. Off your IG real spill, oh. I saw the story of the first transgender, well, the transgender boxer, the, the face of Everlast. Yes. I'm looking, I'm like, who the hell did she, he, did it fight? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, I don't, I can't get behind. Like, who, who, who are you fighting, kid? You, they say you won a victory. Who is this kid? I'm finna look this shit up. Who I'm finna watch this shit. I can't get behind intragender fighting. I just can't. If you are... A male to female transgender. You shouldn't be allowed to fight other women. Not at all. Unless you want to fight me after the fight. Exactly. Like, that's not fair. You're not going to beat my wife. You're going to fight me after the fight. I don't give a fuck who you are. Exactly. You're going to fight. You're not going to beat my wife out here. Or my daughter. No. The fuck? Nah. Substitution. Not Tag me in, baby. I got you. Yes. (laughs) But you've had the advantage of bone structure. 
uh, uh, muscle density. Body just, mass, muscle mass, all everything. that shit. You've, you've, and just the mentality of knowing I have testosterone going through my body for the last 25 years. Just because now you decided to clip your nuts, like, oh, it, it, it blows me. Like, I saw the story of um, this Olympic dude. He was a curler, Javon. He competed in Olympic curling when he was a man. Transitions to a woman and decides, oh, I want to be a power lifter now. Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that you know you can lift more than all the chicks? Do you think, oh, you, you think it has anything to do with the fact that you know you're going to win now, bro? Like, that's weak Olympic, as fuck. Olympic curler? What the fuck is that? Curler, like, you know, the sweeping Olympic. shit. Where they sweep. It's big in Canada and Finland. Like, they sweep that damn broom in front of the thing, and then it lands somewhere. It's an Olympic sport. I'm sure you've seen it. No way. Yeah, he's trying to... Wow. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. That's an asshole move. Asshole move. But that's what a lot that's of them... That's an asshole move. I'm not yeah. going to say a lot of them, but that's what some of them are doing in the athletic yeah. realm. And for yeah. people that think athletes aren't delusional enough to cut parts of themselves off to compete, just ask Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott cut off part of his hand just to play in the Super Bowl. In a Bowl. game. In a game, kid. And that's Don't not... That, that's not back when players were making $400,000 game checks either. Mm-mm. Like... And how, kid? Like, oh, my shit broke. Cut this shit off. In a game? Why they cut this shit off? Like, come on, man. So, yeah. P- people are delusional enough to do anything to win and become a champion. And there are right. motherfuckers out here that are willing to risk their manhood to win a title. Literally. Or get, <laughs> for real, literally. 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 That's why I said it. Motherfuckers are cutting their dicks off to get gold medals, Javon. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's crazy, man. Crazy. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> All right, appreciate y'all for listening. Javon, you got anything coming up? Anything you want the people to follow you for? Uh, nothing coming up, nothing um nothing going on. Uh if you guys are ever in the Tampa area or all my Tampa listeners, you guys know um 1120 North 30th Street. Uh, the best barbershop in town, Fade and Full. Please stop by, get cut up, get get freshened up for you and your lady friend on a nice weekend out or whatever, whatever. And just come enjoy the vibe, man. It's a great time, great vibe, good people. Yep, support black business, support local business. Continue listening for to sure. Real Spiel. Um, for check sure. out Anibra Cake. That is I-N-B-R-I-C-A-K-E. Uh, it's an Instagram page where we sell infused cupcakes and cookies make goods and continue to check out real spill pod on instagram i'll be posting some oh, more I, content i need a cop a shirt from your website too bro oh most definitely yeah check out the website just as beach new items posted weekly subscribe uh sending out discount codes all that good stuff but yes, much love definitely. to all the listeners much love i'm dancing with devils watching the bells oh baby the bitches is blue that mean the bitches is new got these birds they just flew from the coop Changing our life in the physical. physical. I worship you, baby. It's spiritual. Worship Should respect you. your man like it's biblical. Uh, Lost your dad, and I know what he meant to you. Yeah. I promise I'm real because the love is true. Yeah. I do anything that you need me to. Drop the top of the roof in the Bentley coop. You my flower, you bloom right in front of me. Front of me. What in your pot? Yeah, it's comforting. Hope the sunshine up on you eternally. Shine, baby. I'm King. taking these chances, further advances. All of this shine is for you. I'm dancing with devils, watching the bells. Oh, baby, the bitches is blue. That me the bitches is new. Got these birds, they just flew from the coop. Run it up, know what we gon' do. Pay in full, the whip is brand new. Uh.
chances Further advances All of this shine is for you I'm dancing with devils Watching the bells Oh baby the binges is blue that mean the Benji's is new Got these birds, they just flew from the coop Run it up, know what we gon' do Pay the fool, the whip is brand new Yeah Hey, got them strangers say nature Feel me Gang Long ways away from the projects Haters looking mad, got them upset Ice and baby wrist, new Rolex JV living large, nigga, 4 wicks. He was fucking with a nigga in his apartment Living new house, new wood Now you know we not real Watch you do laps in the pool, just chillin' Just chillin' He looking like the queen you was meant to be Love that we feel is eternally new Lost in the vibes, vacation for two Then we go to the room, do what it does do Girl, you gotta work, no Pyrex Pussy so good, got me running back Bust down in the kitchen, know I'm on that Lost a treasure, he like, what's that? Where she at? Lost her life, fuck, she ain't coming back, dawg But that good jug on her, now she lost in the sauce Got love for a nigga, no, she fuckin' with a boss No, she fuckin' with a boss Lost her life, fuck, she ain't coming back, dawg But that good jug on her, now she lost in the sauce Got love for a nigga, now she fuckin' with a boss I'm taking these chances, further advances All of this shine is for you I'm dancing with devils, watching the bells Oh, baby, the bitches is blue That mean the bitches is new Got these birds, they just flew from the coop Run it up, know what we gon' do Further advances, all of this shine is for you I'm dancing with devils, watching the bells Oh baby, the Benji's is blue That mean the Benji's is new Got these birds, they just flew from the coop Run it up, know what we gon' do Pay the fool, the whip is brand new, yeah